0: Hey everyone, Brian here, your host of Good Podcasting, and on today's episode, I've got another great interview with a man named Harrison Tash. I'll tell you more about him in just a minute. But first, I wanted to just say thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of what we're doing here at Good Podcasting. We hope that you found value in the content we're providing and the interviews we're doing. Our desire really is to provide the most value to as many people as possible. And there's a few ways that you can help us do that. Number one, subscribe to the podcast. It's really that simple. Just click the button to get this podcast, this content downloaded to your phone, your laptop, or whatever device you happen to listen to. Good podcasting on every week. Number two, share the podcast. We would love your help in getting the word out about what we're doing here and the content we're sharing. So if you found something valuable in a particular episode, go ahead and click that share button and get it out there to others who might find it valuable as well. Number three, we just invite you to support what we're doing here at Good Podcasting. So it's, if it's been helpful to you, we would just invite you to help us help other people by contributing to our efforts you can do so at buymeacoffee.com backslash good podcasting you don't have to remember that there's a link in the show notes just scroll on down click that link and there's some more information there now the final way is just send us your thoughts send us your questions you can be a supporter at buy me a coffee send in your question there or just send us a note at info at com. we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to answer your questions in a future episode so thanks for listening once again Let's get into today's interview with Harrison Tash. Hey there, and welcome to Good Podcasting, the show designed to help you create, launch, and grow your podcast. My name's Brian, I'm the host of the show. And today I am talking with Harrison Tash, the founder and lead consultant of Living Water Consulting. And more importantly, the reason he's here, he's the host of the People Development Podcast. Let's get into today's episode. Harrison, welcome to Good Podcasting, man. I'm excited to have you on the show. Hey, thanks, Brian. I'm
1: happy to be here as well. And uh, you got a great podcast, so I'm happy to be on
0: it. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, you know, as we talked a little bit before, my goal in this is just to really help people like develop their podcasts. And I know... The reason I do this is I talk to people like you who have done this, they're veterans, you've been doing it for a while now, and kind of have your some experience, and so I'm excited to learn from kind of what you've done and how you've come along and what you have to share with my audience today. Easy with using the word veteran, okay? Uh, well, easy on
1: that one, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely want to dive
0: in on it. Yeah, for Sure. Uh so you are let, let's talk about what you do. You are the founder and lead consultant of Living Water Consulting, right? Tell us a little bit yeah. about that business and kind of how how you got started doing that.
1: Yeah, you know, I guess, you know, starting out, I just had a passion for helping people, you know, develop in what they in their careers and I had an opportunity with a large corporation to kind of write my own job description. So that was Y-Gain Construction there in town in Fort Wayne. And so, yeah. you know, it was it was a great opportunity for me to really use my unique skills and talents and help them in, in their organization. But even beyond that, I had a talent, uh, or at least developing a talent is w- what I was doing over the last, you know, decade of developing this talent of try to help people hit their goals. Hmm. You know, like people wanted to get somewhere, but, you know, along the way they get stuck or... You know things just happen and and they get stuck in those goals and they just don't reach them sometimes and I had you know I had a lot of really good people around me that were helping me reach uh, my goals and so I started getting into more of the company aspect of strategy and really helping organizations specifically the one I was working for at the time, helping them in their strategy and how to hit those uh, those goals that they had the plans that they had created so it created this passion and you know out of that the podcast kind of came about because you know we were having a lot of great one-on-one conversations with like directors CEOs presidents and just you know networks that i that i had uh, created over the years and so over those conversations i was like we, we we've got to record these you know <laughs> we've got to we've got to get these down somewhere and i had no experience as a podcaster mm. but lucky for me my <laughs> wife was is is pretty techy, and so she was able to you know figure out things at first and kind of that was the birth of the podcast she had actually looked up a lot of things and said this is what you need to do and so she kind of got me started in a way but it was definitely uh yeah it was definitely a hard start for me because I am not
0: a tech guy (laughs) yeah I you know my audience has heard me tell my story over and over but it's very similar to to mine just uh, probably a little more techie, but I had no idea what I was doing as far as a podcast goes. So, again, which is, we talked a little beforehand. This is why I do this, right? I didn't know what I was doing. And now here I am trying to help people figure that stuff out. So, your yeah, podcast. I wish, I wish
1: I had your podcast, uh, <laughs> you know, about four years ago. This would have been great. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Let's go back in time and I, I'd be in a different place today, too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. man. So, you you started the podcast. It's called the People Development Podcast, correct? You started that? Yeah. After you started living water, or was that kind of in the process of founding living Water consulting?
1: Yeah, I had actually started doing some side consulting work um, before the podcast, and one of the one of the guys I was working with, I was working with a, a president at um Dancer Concrete Nick Dancer, and he had you know he had kind of pushed me into the idea that these these conversations we were having in these coaching sessions were just so you know they were they were so helpful to so many people why wouldn't we share this you yeah know? he's like i write these things down and then i want to repeat them but you know what if you you know what if you actually recorded them just on your iphone and i was like well that's kind of weird i'm just going to record a <laughs> coaching session that seems like an odd thing to do anyways back to your original question yeah the the consulting kind of started first and it kind of propelled into Sharing some of the things that were coming out of the consulting,
0: so you started with the purpose of you just wanting to help people develop people, um, focus on like top leaders CEOs, executive directors, and things like that. Is that who your target was when you started the podcast, and is that still the case?
1: yeah, definitely the leadership level, right, you know whether it's the CEO or, or going down to the director level yeah uh, but the the premise behind the podcast really originated out of the idea of sometimes we focus on ourselves way too much. And, you know, the concept was, is what what if we really turned our attention to the people who need us the most, Mm. the ones who are developing, the ones that need help with things, the ones that are, you know, looking to build their careers? What if out of that focus, we learned more than just trying to focus on ourselves and get ourselves up to the next level? So that's where the people development came out of was the concept of focusing on other people around you
0: gotcha so when did you you started recording the conversations did you just start and we'll get into some of the tech stuff in a little bit i'm just curious about kind of those initial steps did you record the podcast and just publish it or record the conversation and publish it right there as a podcast or had you thought this through at this point and it was already titled people development you already had a format you already had that or did yeah. you just did you just hit the ground running
1: yeah that's a good question i mean honestly i figured out through the conversations that i was having with people that i am not able to just record those conversations and put them out there because there's just so much discussion that happens right and so i started trying to take those conversations and then articulate it in 15 to 30 minute segments on my own or you know, I'd have guests on. Um, even my wife was was on a couple of times. You know, she's a director at a large organization. And so it was, um, you know, it was, that was kind of the start of it. I had initially thought, hey, just recording, you know, talking about things would be awesome. But when you listen <laughs> back to it, you're like, well, this is not as interesting as it was in person.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely an art to it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Harrison, I want to get to... The equipment, the gear, the workflow. Like, talk through your kind of the, your tech when you started your microphone, your mixer. Were you going right into your iPhone and just doing it that way? Because I know I ask that question yeah. because people start kind of all over the board. A lot of people start with their phone and that's all they want to use. And a lot of people yeah. think they need <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars of equipment to get started. So, what did you start with and how have maybe you progressed in that?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think of inertia, right? Like just this, this concept of not being able to get started because you overthink. Mm. And, um, like I said earlier, you know, my, my wife was a good, uh, you know, she was instrumental in getting it started, but, you know, even for myself, when we, when I switched from PC to Mac, I had to figure it all out on my own. So I'm, I'm talking with a great beginning story of someone helping me. And then also <laughs> when I switched the Mac, I had to figure it out all on my own again. Yeah. And so, because the second time she was like, you're on your own, dude. I'm like, all right, got it.
0: <laughs> so you have your Mac, you started recording. I'm assuming, are you using GarageBand? Is that what you were recording into? Yeah, and-
1: yeah. So I use GarageBand and and there was, you know, I watched lots of videos that showed you how to do it on a PC and which, you know, um, things to use. and so you know i started using Zencaster to help with the video side and um you know at, we used a few different things um to to actually edit the podcast but but now i think you know if i was to give people advice if you're a mac user you know definitely use garageband because it's simple um there's so many videos out there that help you but you know your original question was is like you know how, you know what what did you do to get started and Honestly, it was just a mic that plugged in through USB. Okay. And, you know, the first time I used the mic, it sounded pretty good. Uh, I thought it sounded a lot better than using your computer sound, right? Oh, right Um, on. But then I found out that, you know, this little... This little tripod with the mic, I had to lean over too much, so my <laughs> neck was hurting. I was like, "Wow, I got to get something different, so I'm more relaxed as I'm talking." Right, you know, open up your diaphragm uh, and let your, you know, your lungs breathe a little bit.
0: That's a conversation I haven't had with people yet. Is the the arm, the boom arm, the radio arm that you have to get the mic yeah. up in front of you, um, because of what you just said, the the your positioning, right, as you talk, yeah. uh, when you're hunched over, it's really difficult, and so. You know, when we started, we had our when I started my first podcast, it was a mic on a tabletop stand. And it was the same thing. We had it high enough, but I remember leaning in close, but guests would lean in and then they would like be in the middle of a story and they'd lean back. Yeah. And we're like, "Ah, you can't do that because now I have to we've got to re-record the conversation because I didn't hear the end of the story. So getting something that gets the mic close enough to you for sure is really important. And you can buy those arms for $13 on Amazon up to 120 yeah. to $200 somewhere else. So no, I think that's,
1: yeah, I, I, I try to pick the medium, and all yeah. of that, right. <laughs> right. Right. But um, another thing to mention with that is, is that, um, you know, you talk about, you know, letting yourself be in a comfortable position. Mm-hmm. I realized early that especially when you're interviewing people, like if you don't look comfortable, they can kind of feel uncomfortable. Uh, it's kind of like when someone gets up and gives a speech and they're completely nervous, you can hear it in their <laughs> voice. And then all of a sudden you feel like your hands are sweating and you're like, wait, why am I nervous now? <laughs> I'm nervous you know? for so it's them. the same concept.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Just making them feel comfortable, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important. And again, I think that's a, it's a good pickup that we haven't heard yet on this podcast. So let's talk about your content. Right. So we've talked about what you do, your consulting and some of the content that you do. How do you plan that out? Because I think yeah. you do, is it once a month? Is that you, your schedule?
1: Yes. I'll keep to a once a month schedule. Yeah.
0: You know? So once a month schedule. How do, you, how do you create your ideas, create your podcast episodes, connect with the people you're interviewing? I assume if you do some interviews, talk us through yeah. kind of your planning and your workflow.
1: Yeah. We had some time beforehand to talk a little bit about the schedule. You know, first I start with some sort of guiding, you know, guiding principle of what do I want to talk about and when? So Mm. I'll try to really at the beginning of the year, I guess I shouldn't say I try. I do. I, I plan out at least different topics that I know I want to hit on for this year. And I'll also try to strategically look at when the topics are. So I don't want to talk about goal setting in, you know, in the middle of the year, although it could be useful. I I see in businesses and and, uh, through the clients that I work with that, you know, you, you try to set up those by, you know, annually. So you do it beginning of the year or the end of the year prior. And so obviously I try to, you know, create podcasts that flow well with the year. So mid year when things are real heavy for a lot of my clients, when, everyone's outdoors having fun and buying things, you know, a lot of businesses peak, right? And so we, I'll try to hit on a lot of time management. I'll actually, you know, like last year I hit on some podcasts where I was like, you know, at the end of the day, we think that we have to move fast, but ultimately it's up to you to stop and slow down and reflect. And so, you know, we hit some podcasts on things like that, you know, so wherever people are in their seasons of life, I try to hit on. um, And a lot of it's according to you know, just the businesses that we're working with. And I see a trends across the United States with other yeah. businesses. And so I'll do that. But the, the development of the content comes a lot from me actually carving time out and saying, I want it to actually spend time on this. Mm. So I'll block time in my calendar where all it is is time to be creative. I think that's something that a lot of people miss in their schedule, right? Agree. They, they have all these to do's that they know they want to hit on and they just don't block their calendars out well so that they can try to be creative and actually create the content they want to. So if you're a listener and you have a podcast, like if you're not blocking out time in your schedule to actually try to create this kind of content or even just hone in. And trust me i'm speaking from vulnerability here like i'm still learning in this so it's Mm. not like i'm saying i'm doing it magnificently but it is an encouragement to other people to to do that
0: yeah no i think that's really important and i'd love to dig into that a little bit more i think that i've been doing this probably just about as long as you have been doing monthly episodes i'm on my third podcast some have come and gone right (laughs) Um, but I'm yeah. still learning, right? Every day I feel like I'd, I look at my Rodecaster Pro even and go, what does this button do? Like, what is this setting? And I've used this thing for years, right? And yeah. plugins and how to mix and how to map. Like, there's stuff that I'm learning that I, every day, right? I think that's important. But you said, you talked about blocking out time in your schedule to, to be creative. And I think that's important. I think that, you know, a few episodes ago, for those who have been listening, Chase and I talked about some statistics and how quickly people burn out. And I I think if I quote the statistics wrong, you can go back and listen to that episode, but I think it was 44% of podcast titles that are out there right now have less than three episodes. And I think it's like 78% have less than 10. I don't know. Maybe I'm quoting that wrong. I don't know. I'm not thinking it through and I don't have it in front of me. (laughs) You know what?
1: Statistics don't matter. What's the
0: point, (laughs) right? right? That's right. The (laughs) point is people burn out quickly. Uh, They start podcasts, and now there's some that are out there that are just, I'm only doing a six-episode series because it's for my company, it's for this, but I have to have it on Apple. So there's things like that, but people burn out quickly. And you said, you mentioned just now, and we talked a little bit ahead of time too, is that people don't realize the work that goes into it. Talk about maybe some things that you've learned as you've set aside time to, is it in the planning is it in the like editing and production of the podcast that what have you learned the most in the time that you've set aside to to do this to to do a podcast really well?
1: yeah, so when you said really well, uh, I appreciate that I'm not sure if it is <laughs> done really well today, but i like I said, you know I'm constantly learning so so to answer your question, like what do you do to develop that content how do you you know how do you do it so that you you can put the right amount of time into it and do it mm-hmm. well Um, you know, one thing that I've learned to do is I actually just posted about this on LinkedIn, you know, operate in minutes, not hours. So Mm. I talk about, you know, actually blocking off your calendar. Well, that's good, but how often can you do that? You know, maybe you can do it once a week. Maybe you can do it once a month, whatever you can start with, start with. But on the, on the other side, how much of our day is taken up by things that aren't Producing what we want it to produce, it's not as fruitful as we want mm. it to be. You know, an example for me is um, listening to music in my car. We listen to a ton of music as humans, right? It's right. just like it's it's like almost an eight in us. We just love it. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned uh, to turn down the music in my car and to actually take time to reflect. Now, a lot of time that's prayer for me. I'll pray and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but also it's especially on a long road trip it's time for me to reflect and you know i can be creative in my car without writing it down i can actually just Mm. do you know record my voice as i'm talking about it so operating in minutes is really good so if you got 15 minutes what can you do with it i bet you can create an outline for a podcast in 15 minutes yeah if you have 45 minutes i guarantee you, you could create about 10 minutes of your podcast content just in in 15, 45 minutes, somewhere in between there, you could probably start creating bits and pieces of your content. Another thing that I think has been really important for me is reading, right? Mm. When we read things, we get inspired. And there's times I read things in books and I'm like, why didn't they talk about this on top of that? And then I'm like, well, (laughs) why don't we talk about that? You know, this is a great starting point that an author's already hit on. But what if we took it and made great examples of what we see in the consulting business? What if we talked about stories from other people and make it relational? So sometimes in those months where I'm moving really fast, I might just take a topic that is working really well in the workplace and I might just try to you know create examples for it. So I'm not actually being too creative as far as coming up with original content but then I am doing the part of putting the examples to it. So I think those are some prime examples of how people can stay on track and create that content.
0: Yeah, I think uh, so many, when they first start out, and I know this from experience, just from talking to some people, they have an idea. This is a a thing that I wanna do. I wanna develop people. I wanna develop leaders and I have some ideas. And so I'm gonna sit down in front of a mic and just talk about it and share my ideas. And about halfway through episode number two, they go, oh, I feel like I'm repeating myself already, right? Because they yeah. had an idea, but they didn't flesh it out. So taking that, that time and that energy to really flesh out even some of these ideas, I tell people, before you get started, try and have topics for your first 10 episodes. Like yeah. you've got that big idea, spend yeah. some time, spend a couple hours working through that to really develop that content and it sounds like you've you've done that you've that's become a practice in, in your content development i like that well and
1: another thing to mention too is uh i see people use notebooks a lot and they'll have the dedicated notebook to the podcast or something like mm. that that's awesome make sure you carry it everywhere right yeah um but if you're not a person who wants to carry a notebook around use notes or use OneNote uh apps you know the to, to be able to um like you said, make podcast episodes as you think of them. Yeah. One thing I have learned is don't just create a title,
0: <laughs> describe
1: what that podcast is for. Cause there's so many times I've made a pot, uh, like a title to a podcast, and I'm like, what did I mean by that? <laughs>
0: so. There's that. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you what. I, so two things you've said. That, I'll start there. I've done the same thing. I used to teach all the time. Um, I worked in a couple of ministries and nonprofits, and I would plan out a year's worth of content and curriculum, and I'd get to yep. March, and I'd go, I don't remember what I was thinking. Like, this doesn't make any <laughs> yeah. sense to me. I get that. The other thing yep. you said is driving with the music off and using that time to reflect. I'm glad to hear someone else does that. I yeah. do it from time to time, and I forget when my kids get in the car, and it, we're driving, we're halfway somewhere, and it's been silent the whole time. i yeah. like, oh, I better turn. <laughs> this is awkward. I better turn the music on. right? No, I yeah. think that's important. I think that the time to be creative and the time to reflect. And even I used to, when I, when I was driving, the reason I wanted to bring that up is when I was driving, I would pull out my phone and just hit the voice memo. And so yeah. as I was thinking of things, I'm just talking out loud, And then I'd go back, so I'd have record of, it's not just a thought in my head, I've actually talked it through a little bit too.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to share a secret too. I am, you know, obviously, I think a lot of people could tell, I'm not a natural radio podcast voice kind of guy, right? Like, my voice is, and we all don't like our voice a lot of times. We hear it and we're like, oh my goodness, is that what I sound like? (laughs) I really would encourage people not to let that discourage them mm-hmm. because I had the same thoughts and maybe there are people out there who don't want to listen to my voice. That's fine, but there are people out there who have you know emailed me and actually tried to get a hold of me through through podcast um, you know type of apps and stuff mm-hmm. and said, "Hey man, really appreciate what you said," and so it didn't matter to them, right? You know? But going back to the voice memoing in your car you might hear yourself and think, ooh, maybe I should, you know, tone down the way I laugh here or maybe I should, you know, when I pronounce that word, articulate it just a little bit more. Right. Instead of just saying the word. And and so you you start to critique yourself a little bit. And it's very healthy because if you're not critiquing yourself when somebody else does, it's gonna hurt you ten times more. Yep. So, you know, get in a habit of critiquing yourself and being okay with that. I yeah. still I still have so much work to do and how I articulate myself and relay a message, right?
0: A lot of podcasters will record and they never listen to their podcast. I've had that conversation. I don't want to listen to it again. But I do think it's important to go back and just to evaluate how am I doing as an interviewer? How am I doing as a communicator? Are my my thoughts making sense as I verbalize them? They do to me, yeah. but as I listen to it, <laughs> do they make sense? Um, the other thing, too, oh, yeah. that for, for those that don't like the sound of their voice, number one, you get used to it. Number two, someone else, no one else really cares. You know, they're they're not listening. When they're listening to a podcast, they're not listening for that radio broadcast voice. I think that's the beauty of podcasting, right? Anybody can do it and someone's going to connect with it. And then you can edit, right? (laughs) I love the fact that you can edit. Like earlier in this episode, my dog started barking and no one will ever know that because it won't be in the podcast, right? So if you say something (laughs) stupid, you can turn it. You can edit it out, you can cut it out, but you can also mix and use plugins and all of that to change yeah. how your voice sounds even. So um just briefly, do you I wanted to talk about the editing process. Do you do your own editing or do you have someone else do that? Does your wife help you? Like I don't what does that look yeah. like?
1: Yeah. So um my wife was editing when it was on a PC. Okay. And I do forget the software she used for that. But when I changed to a Mac, I told you, I I had to actually learn it all myself because she was like, okay, you're on your own. Like, you can't go changing things on me. (laughs) And I was like, oh, man, you know, it was devastating to me because I thought, okay, I'm getting rid of this podcast. There's no way I can do this. Yeah. Well, I started looking up some videos and I found, you know, that people were using GarageBand. I had no idea you use GarageBand. Hmm. And I looked up some videos and it was very simple. Yeah. I mean, it, it compresses everything for you. It does all the work for you. And yeah, you can go out and buy all this expensive equipment. But when I hear podcasts that have the best music, they have the best sound, they're always doing these little commercials in between and everything sounds so perfect. If I look at what I put into a podcast and say it takes me an hour and a half or two hours to edit it and it takes me about, you know, 45 minutes to actually do it. So you've got about three hours a month into it, right? Let's Mm -hmm. just say, right? Maybe sometimes it's less as you get better, right? Yeah. If I look at that, and then I I look at you know even even me being okay on that editing and how it works, the the other people that are have these just crazy good podcasts that are spent they're spending a ton of money on this mm-hmm. stuff where they have someone totally dedicated to it. Yeah. And so I have to be realistic and think, what's the point of my podcast? My point is mostly what I say, not the way that it's going to sound. Now I want it to sound somewhat professional. Yeah. So anyways, in the editing process, GarageBand works for me. I don't have to put a ton of work into figuring out if it sounds perfect. Right. I just want it to sound professional enough where it doesn't take away from people, you know, listening and going, "Oh my goodness, how many times does that dude say um?" That's right. ridiculous. <laughs> so, you know, and in in GarageBand, you can do that. You can take the ums out, you can take some of the noise out, you can reduce the sound, turn it up, and um, I put my own music in there. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Mean16, Michael Sherrod. He gave me a sweet, uh, I'm going to call it beat for the intro and outro and um, did some rap for me. And I really, you know, I enjoyed that as well. And I can, if I can put that in my podcast and edit it, I think anybody can, because I don't even like my own smartphone, you know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Rather uh, go back to telephones at the house, you know.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask about your intro. I listened to a few episodes, and I was going to ask if that was a custom thing that you you had done. That's cool.
1: Yeah, well, you know, in in the um, consulting business, one thing that really propelled that for me is I, I love local business, right? Yeah, I love to see entrepreneurs shine and be able to you know make a living off their own business, and so yeah, Mean Sixteen Studios uh, made that for me, and. You know, I was really pleased with um, how it sounded. It sounded different than most business podcasts, so that's
0: what I wanted. Yeah, very much so. I liked it. I liked it. It's got a cool. We'll we'll put a link to to your podcast, obviously, in the the show notes so people can go check that out. That's awesome. And uh, maybe even yeah. a link to to Mean Sixteen for anybody that wants to look up. You know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He's I,
1: got all sorts of uh, different pre-recorded ones, and then also does customs too.
0: Fantastic! I'll have to look into that. I'm I'm interested now moving on to kind of the publishing side of things and we don't have to talk too much about this what do you use to publish are you on like do you, what host site do you use and well there's there seems to be hundreds
1: of these things right oh, yeah and <laughs> new <laughs> ones popping up every so day that i'm looking options. at right <laughs> <laughs> and i can get bogged down with those kind of options cuz so I would just ask around like what people were using Mm -hmm. and then I would find out that like, okay, that one was a little bit more technical than what I need. I need something a little bit more simple. So I just use Potomatic as a host site and they have different um, things on there that are really useful, such as, you know, they, they create a community on there so mm-hmm. other podcasters can talk to each other and ask each other beyond episodes and stuff like that. Oh cool. And so Podomatic met my needs, but I'm sure there's other, you know, niches and stuff like that that you could look into.
0: Yeah, Podomatic, that's one that I I have not looked into yet that I need to. That sounds really interesting, the network Specifically, I bet that's a cool option. I haven't come across that with any others that I've seen.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, I got asked to be on a, a podcast in in Europe, even. Yeah. And so that was kind of cool, right? It was cool to get, you know, to get some exposure to a different um, culture and. And even the way he did his podcast was, was uh, different. So you get that networking going, and it's, it's kind of fun in that yeah, way. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I think beyond beyond that, one of the things that I, I suggest to people that I found really helpful is, is to find a network somewhere, whether it's your host site, Podomatic, or jumping on Facebook and finding a group of other podcasters that are maybe they're in your same niche, maybe they're not. Uh, but another group of people yeah. that you can learn from and talk to and even share be guests on and have them as guests on yours, so yeah, I do think that 's that 's yep. super valuable you 're not in this alone uh there, you should always have a community of people around you, no matter what you 're doing so and it 's probably something you talk about a lot in your people development podcast, I would imagine, and with the companies you work with
1: yeah uh <laughs> um, absolutely, diversify yourself and and surround yourself with good people for sure
0: yeah let 's uh I want to talk about some challenges you face as we kind of head towards the end of the conversation what are some challenges that you faced early on i know you talked about the the tech having to learn GarageBand, having to learn a mac any other things with maybe putting your podcast out there and staying motivated that's something that people deal with staying motivated when you get two or three listeners on those first couple episodes. How do you keep pushing through? Maybe you didn't deal with that challenge, but what were some other challenges that maybe you did face?
1: Well, early on, I was trying to pay attention to the numbers, you know, I was like, Oh, I got a hundred listeners now. That's pretty cool. And then I saw kind of a plateau there for a while. And so as you start, as you start to build some sort of listening audience, it, it becomes a little bit more motivating. But before then, which it could take a year or two years to even do that, right? Right. Before then, I was paying attention to the numbers, and it was kind of discouraging, right? It was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, like how am I going to get more people on this? One thing I realized early, and it, it happened to me uh, when I was, you know, on my phone, I was looking at the podcast I was I was uh, listening to in my library, and I noticed that there was a podcast on there that hadn't had a new episode in two months, and so I instantly unfollowed it and got it out of my library. Hmm. And it dawned on me, okay, if I did that, how many people would do that if I paused my podcast? right? I would lose any listening audience that I had. So early on, I made it a point that I would always at least put something out there every month. Hmm. And again, inertia, I think we sometimes get that fear of like, is it perfect? Uh, you know, no decision is a decision. Right. Right. So I decided early on that I was just going to put it out there and I was going to do my best and that's all I could ask for. Mm -hmm. So consistency is a huge piece of that. I, I know people say, and I've had the conversations with other podcasters, like, man, I just don't think I can put it out there each month or each week. Sometimes I've had a conversation with people that have weekly podcasts and are like, I just can't do it. That's <laughs> obviously it's 52 podcasts a year. That's right? so many. And my question <laughs> to them is what if you just said on one of your podcasts, Hey, we're going to go to monthly to bring the best content to our listening audience. Do you think that your audience would actually, you know, view that as a negative? And some mm. people have said, yes, they count on me weekly. I've heard them say that. And other people have been like, you know what, dude, you're right. Like, at the end of the day if i go monthly i'm sure they're not going to care so my uh i guess my advice is if you're going to create a new podcast if you're going to start one be realistic in how many times you can do it in a month if it's once a month i think you have to create some sort of rhythm though if you go less than once a month hmm. say you go bi-monthly yeah i think you do kind of you you know you kind of hit a sweet spot somewhere in there and I've noticed listeners continually going up throughout the years with a monthly podcast, so I can speak from it from there. So anyways, have a good rhythm and stick to it. Make sure that you hold yourself accountable. And if you can't do that, then ask somebody to hold you accountable. Just someone to just check in with you, you know?
0: Yeah. Consistency is super key. I I think podcast listeners are creatures of habit in that sense. So Mm -hmm. I know there's two podcasts that come out every Wednesday morning. And those are the first two things when I get out of bed and I'm getting ready in the morning, I hit those podcasts. If they didn't drop an episode, I'm going, what's wrong? Like my day is all yeah. messed up now. <laughs> so um, finding your rhythm yeah. is important for you. But I think it builds trust and habits with your listeners, too, to grow that audience with yeah. people that really want to hear what you have to say and what you have to share.
1: Yeah. And one, one other thing on top of that, too, um, you know, I've I've thought about, well, maybe I can do one every two weeks Hmm. But instead of committing to that, I just call them bonus podcasts. Okay. So if there's a month, there's a month where I know I can add an extra podcast, I just call it a bonus podcast. Yeah, I've done that, you know, a handful of times throughout the years.
0: Yeah. And I think you can even tag those as bonuses, extras in your, your hosts when you, when you upload it. So for whatever yeah. that's worth, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what are some of your your next steps then, Harrison? As you as you think about moving forward, I know you've got this year probably already pretty well planned out. Uh, but what are your next yeah. steps? Anything new you'd like to try on the show? Yeah, I I, I do
1: want to start doing video recording with mine um, for especially for like guests that I have on. Yeah, um, you know I'll I'll have on like clients of mine. I'll also have on you know uh, people, pure network individuals. So. I think videoing is kind of a cool aspect if uh, if you're at your desk to be able to see the person talking. Um, so I, I do want to add that eventually. One of the things that I want to do, I guess, in the next next year is I want to put a little bit more time and emphasis in actually creating cut sheets, you know. Okay. Um, because a lot of my clients will use my podcast as you know, just a a way to like share it with their employees or their mm-hmm. leadership team, and so when they do that, it'd be nice to have some sort of cut sheet that goes along with it, with some fill in the blank or something like that.
0: Gotcha. Something to provide for your li- your listeners and your clients to really help hone yeah. in on, really yep. digest the content that they're hearing. That I love that. That's a great great next step. I think video is is an interesting one too. We just I just did a, an episode recently on video versus audio only podcasts and what's the advantage so i don't know if you've heard that one listen to that if it gives you some ideas i i had a really hard time uh calling a video a podcast for a long time um and we don't need to get into that now but i've come a long way in my thinking i'll just say that yeah hey just two quick questions uh as we wrap up this episode um one you've already shared some advice for new podcasters i'm curious for someone, let's say a small business, that's looking to start a podcast for their business. It's not just a hobby. It's not just a personal thing. What advice would you give to somebody in that space on, uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. What advice would you give to a small business owner that's looking to start a podcast related to their business?
1: Yeah. I, I think it on two sides. One, is it for your employees and is it for, and two, is it, is it for like customers? Is it for clients? Is so, what's your target audience? Mm. So, first advice is to figure that out. What's yeah, your target audience. Second, I think that if you're going to do that, um, a good starting point for businesses would definitely be to create kind of a more of a short window podcast. So, let's say you can dedicate yourself to like six episodes or something like that, and create a you know create a a short uh, you know um, podcast list for just schedule for just um for that first one and see how it goes yeah because you might want to pivot and create content based upon another type of strategy and that's okay because if you if you said this is our podcast episodes for this this duration then next time you can create another duration for us you know a targeted audience that's maybe different and then you can share those podcasts with whoever your target audience is so if it's internal employees send it out an email, put it in your newsletter, put it on your internet, you know, share it and say, Hey, this is the CEO's heart, or this is, you know, our strategy going into next year or whatever it is. If it's for customers, you can, you can actually send it to them as well as a link. Um, so I would start small and, you know, ensure that you're understanding who your target audience is, I think is a great starting point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's super key. I think that's for anybody really, uh, even as a hobbyist, Who's, who are you trying yeah. to reach you know if you don 't have a target audience yeah. you 're just talking to yourself and it 's not going to go anywhere yeah. right yeah i so in an upcoming episode we 're going to talk about private podcasting and that 's something that you mentioned we'll get into the details on that, but I do think private podcasting is is a great opportunity for internal content for businesses and small organizations for sure. So where can people find you if they want to know more about Living Water Consulting, if they want to know more about the People Development Podcast or just connect with you as an individual? Where can people find you on social?
1: Yeah, so LinkedIn is my main source. Um, So if you go to LinkedIn, type in Harrison Tash, you'll find that Living Water Consulting. Um, There's a page there as well. And I I always share the podcast through there. Um, But if you go to consultlivingwater.com, You'll also find the podcast on the first page.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you, Harrison. It was a fun conversation. Glad to have you on the show today.
1: Yeah, Brian. It was a great conversation and hopefully it was helpful to the listeners. <laughs>